The reality is that 97% of the people in our society do not have clearly defined, written down goals for their lives. Now, there are four basic reasons they don't have goals. And the first reason actually is because of fear, spelled, of course, F-E-A-R. And this forms an acrostic for false evidence appearing real. That's Zig Ziglar, and this is The Depression Detox Show. Welcome back to the Depression Detox Show, where we share ideas and stories to change your relationship with depression. I'm your host, Malik Josephs. Happy Monday. And I am super excited about this week's episodes because we have a star-studded week of speakers who also have some amazing talks. So let's jump right into the topic of the week, which is all about goal setting. And this week is sort of a continuation of last week's topic, which I suggest that you go back and check out if you haven't. But this week's episodes give you some framework about setting goals, as well as some inspiration and motivation to become more intentional about it. And today we have one of the best to ever do it, debuting on the show to discuss the three reasons that stop us from setting goals. Here's the late Zig Ziglar. Enjoy. As we look at this segment of personal growth, we're going to be talking about the fact that we've all got to have goals in life. Most of us, you see, are very much like this old boy down home. His wife sent him downtown to buy ham. He came home and she said, honey, you didn't cut the end of it off. He said, you didn't tell me to. She said, well, I thought you knew we always cut the end of the ham off. And he said, why? She said, well, mother always cuts the end of the ham off. He said, well, Mama's back in the kitchen. Let's go back there and ask her. So they went to the kitchen and said, Mama, how come you cut the end of the ham off? She said, I always cut the end of the ham off because my mama cuts the end of the ham off. So the old boy said, well, let's solve this three-generation mystery right now. They got on the phone long distance. They called Grandma and they said, Grandma, how come you cut the end of the ham off? She said, I cut the end of the ham off because my roaster is too small. <laughs> Now, Grandma had a reason for cutting the end of the ham off. But the question is, do you have a reason? The reality is that 97% of the people in our society do not have clearly defined, written down goals for their lives. Now, there are four basic reasons they don't have goals. And the first reason actually is because of fear, spelled, of course, F-E-A-R. And this forms an acrostic for false evidence appearing real. So many millions of people have been conditioned to believe that there is no use in setting goals because over a period of time, nothing good is going to happen to them anyhow. They've been told a lot of times that you cannot do things, don't expect it. The input basically has been negative. Chad Helmstetter, in his book, What to Say When You Talk to Yourself, points out that the average 18-year-old has been told 148,000 times no or you can't do it. 
77% of our self-talk is negative. Dr. J. Allen Peterson in his book, The Myth of the Green and Grass, points out that one computer study revealed that over 90% of the daily input in our minds is of a negative nature. And so a lot of people, therefore, simply do not set those goals. They've accumulated some false evidence, but it appears real, and they act accordingly. Because if it appears real as a practical matter, it has the same impact as if it were real. For example, I could go into any city, just about anywhere in the world, with nothing but my handkerchief that I have in my hand, and I could rob a bank with my handkerchief in my finger. All I'd have to do is put the handkerchief across my face, put my finger in my coat pocket, aim at the teller, and say, give me your money. The evidence would be false. It would appear real. And that individual would handle it as if there were a real gun in there. Now, I'd walk out with the money. I might get shot on the way out, but at least that teller would surrender that money. You might have seen this. A young Cuban hijacked a plane to Cuba using nothing but a bar of soap. He put the bar of soap in a box. He said to the captain of the aircraft, this is a bomb. Let's go to Cuba. They went to Cuba. The evidence was false. It appeared real. The thing about life, the thing about nature is this. Oliver Wendell Holmes years ago said, the great tragedy in America today is not the waste of our natural resources, though that is a great tragedy. He said the real tragedy is the waste of our human resources. And the average individual will go to their grave with their music still in them. You see, man and nature are 180 degrees apart. We use up nature's natural resources by using them up. We use up man's natural resources by not using them at all. Fear keeps a lot of people from setting goals. The second thing that keeps a lot of people from setting goals is because they have such a poor self-image. They cannot imagine in their wildest imagination them becoming college graduates, getting the superb job, living in the nice home, winning the ideal mate. They cannot imagine themselves being financially successful or secure. Their image simply will not let them get there. Now understand again that we perform in accordance with the image or the picture we have planted in our own mind. Positive thinking will not work for the individual who is negative on himself. You've got to have that positive image, that good self-image of yourself. The third reason that 97% of the people don't have goals is basically they have never really been sold. Now, that's my prime function in this particular segment is to sell you on having your goals. And that is exactly what I'm going to do. By the time this recording is over, you will, in fact, be sold on the absolute necessity of having goals. If you don't write some of your goals down this very evening, you might as well not go to bed as far as sleep is concerned because you are not going to be able to go to sleep. Let me say that again. <laughs> if you don't write them down, you're not even going to be able to go to sleep. You absolutely must have goals. Now, I want to stress, goals work for individuals, they work for families, they work for companies, and they work for nations as well. 1953, Yale University did a study of their graduating seniors. They discovered that of those seniors, only 3% of them 
had taken all of the steps necessary to set their goals. That is, they had identified exactly what they wanted and written it down. They had spelled out why they wanted to reach these goals. They had listed the obstacles they had to overcome in order to get there. They had identified the people, the groups, and the organizations they needed to work with in order to get there. They had identified what they needed to know to reach that goal. They had developed a plan of action to reach that goal. And finally, they were able to put the date on it as to when they expected to get there. Only 3% of the graduating seniors had taken all of those steps. Now, please understand, everybody has goals. One of your goals, for example, if you're in your car listening to this recording, one of your goals was to listen to this recording. Everybody has goals. But we want to get a little more involved in that. We really want to get involved so that we know exactly what we're doing and why we're doing it, and we can get much better results. 1973, they did another study on those seniors who had graduated from Yale. And in the two areas which they could measure, that is their financial accomplishments and their career accomplishments, the 3% who had taken all of the seven steps had accomplished more than the 97% who had not. Ladies and gentlemen, the evidence is absolutely overwhelming. You must have those goals. You cannot make it as a wandering generality. You must become a meaningful specific. Big thanks to Zig Ziglar. And before we wrap up, I just want to go over the three reasons again, because Zig is a fast talker. And I also don't know if you caught it, but in the, in the talk, he mentioned four reasons. But he mentioned the fourth reason way, way at the end of his talk. And the talk was about an hour, a little bit over an hour. So um, it would have been way too long of a clip to include the fourth reason. So we'll just keep it at the three that was mentioned in the clip. And But for those who are curious, the fourth reason that we don't set goals, according to Zig, was because um, or is because we don't know how to set goals. So we'll jump right into the three that he did mention in the clip. And the number one reason was we don't set goals because we uh, were fearful because of fear. And Zig defines fear as false evidence appearing real. So in other words, it's a projection of something bad happening in the future. And the way to break that fear is to take action. Fear is something that will almost never be gone entirely, but we can quell that fear by taking small, actionable steps toward whatever goal we set for ourselves. And we'll jump into the second reason, which is, um, which Zig said, we don't set goals is because we have a poor self-image of ourselves. And we can combat this by taking steps to help improve our self-image. And there's a ton of books and a ton of resources on this topic but I recommend a book by Nathaniel Brandon about self-esteem. I think it's entitled The Six Pillars of Self-Esteem. You can also watch talks by Dr. Kristen Neff. She has really, really good talks about self-esteem. And um, I'm sure she'll be on the show sometime really soon. And we'll jump into the last reason, which is we don't set goals, uh, as Zig put it, is because we have never been sold, which basically means we're not convinced that goal setting actually works, but it does work. I think what happens is 
when we think of goal setting, our minds go to the biggest goal that we can possibly have. And then we psych ourselves out of it because we don't believe that we can actually achieve that goal. But when we do that, we tend to neglect all of the other goals that we have accomplished. And that's where the proof is. So I'm sure you've had goals in school that you've accomplished, goals at work that you've accomplished. Heck, if you have young kids, the goal, a goal of just getting them dressed and out of the door is huge. Personally, for me, by the time I get my daughter dressed and out of the house, I forget why we actually left the house in the first place. It's nuts. So what I will do is wrap up by saying setting goals and writing goals down doesn't have to be some big, audacious, long, drawn out thing where you have diagrams and float charts and creating an algorithm. Just start off by working your way up to something, working your way up to it. Once you get going, you'll find a rhythm and you'll get on a roll and it'll get much, much easier. And it's okay to want some big, audacious goal as well. But if it seems overwhelming, what I suggest is breaking that goal down to smaller and smaller goals until you feel comfortable following through with it. And the name of the game is just to take action, no matter how small it is. All right. You can connect with Zig by visiting his website, zigziglar.com. And if you like today's clip, there will be a link to the entire talk in the show description. And when you get a chance, please follow the show on Spotify podcast. Share it or subscribe on your favorite podcast player app. And I will see you back here Wednesday when we have another late great making his debut on the show to continue with this week's topic. So until then, stay strong. Later.